Mappy. And I'm Allie. And it's about, about time for true crime. Hey. Hi. How are you? Oh, just living the dream. Yeah. How about you? I am definitely living a dream. A dream. Yes. Somebody's dream. Probably. We don't know whose. Can't guarantee it. TBD. Could be a nightmare. <laughs> well, all right. Hopefully a dream. I like it. No, I'm just tired, you guys. Sorry. We're at the point in the winter here, especially New England, where I'm just so fucking sick and tired of it being dark early Yup. that it ends the day abruptly because if the sun is not out, then I shouldn't be. Exactly. Is how I feel about it. And also, the sun is never fucking out anymore, so... No, because it's winter and it's like snowing or it's sleeting or it's raining or there's ice everywhere and I'm trying not to wipe out. And here's what I'd like to know, really, truly, from the bottom of my heart. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck do bears get to hibernate and we don't? Yeah, but do you see what they look like when they wake up? Dude, yikes. Yeah, but like, let me hibernate for like a month at a time. I'll come out of my room. I'll grab my like freaking emergency stash of Doritos and I'll go huddle back into my sheets. I mean, there's nothing to say we have to do their exact model, but I'm just thinking we should maybe frame ours after theirs. <laughs> they do have a good thing going. How can we make it better? And I, truly, I do appreciate that. If I encountered a bear in the wild, I'd be like, no, this is fine. You can eat me. That's the order of things. And I respect that. So I should be respecting hibernation. Um, I mean, also following suit. I, I'm I'm losing you, but okay. <laughs> I I wouldn't mind being left alone. It, give me like two weeks. Yeah. Give me like a restful two weeks and but let me be in my comfy cozies. I guess I'm thinking like societally. Like yeah. let me hibernate from my job. Yeah. Let me hibernate from responsibilities. Correct, Bills. Let me walk around in my little mountain hole in the ground, a.k.a. I'm apartment mm-hmm. and live okay and go to bed when the sun goes down and get up and work for like four hours a day because that's all we get of light i do agree if the sun is not out why do i have to be exactly when- i can't even see what i'm doing <laughs> <laughs> anyway you guys this is really just us complaining about the winter but it is truly exhausting once you hit end of january february the only thing keeping me going is my birthday honestly that's what's keeping me going oh i've obviously been planning oh it was all it's basically what your gift is going to be is everything that i was going to get you for christmas but figured i would wait wait till your birthday six weeks yes yeah so it's like i it's already planned oh um yay which is very it's the easy thing about you having a birthday not too far off from Christmas. Yeah, it's true. And honestly, I will say, when I was a kid, I used to be really mad that it wasn't like a summer birthday and I couldn't do like a pool party. But man, as an adult with seasonal affect disorder, whew, I love having a winter birthday. I'm like, hit me with gifts all winter long. <laughs> big sad. <laughs> yeah. We got the big sad. The yeah. all cap sad. Yeah. But yeah. then, Yeah. Well, let's talk about something, because last week you gave us a truly heinous case. I'm I'm still so sorry about I'm that. I'm still crying about it, if we're it, being honest. If I'm being honest, I have taken a break from true crime for the week. Yep, as you should. I've, I know what I'm researching, like I've done some of my research for my next case, but I've 
taken a few days of I'm not I'm yes. that last case fucking crushed me. If you guys need a good cry and you haven't heard it, go listen to it. I am ugly sobbing by the end of 60% it. 60% of it probably. I don't call my best friend ugly, first of all, but you were very emotional as was I. It was so sad. But we made it through. Yes, we did. Hopefully we've all learned something. I'll knock on wood. I know I have. Um, I've added a highlight to our Instagram page. Ew. Because I think as much as we can spread information about safety tips and tricks and planning and things to sort of have in the back of your head when, I mean, people are going to people wherever people are. Unfortunately. So, <laughs> you know, are most of them good? Hells yeah. Are some of them not? Absolutely. fucking lutely So what do we do with that, right? So I'm hoping to have more of a conversation with that. And speaking of our Instagram, I just want to do a big thank you yeah i put several polls on our instagram because okay so abby does all the techie stuff with the pod okay so hey. the social media stuff usually is me um hey thank this you. is ali by the way so no you do so like you know it's we split it up but i and i speak for both of us because abby does too it's not like she doesn't look at it but when i'm posting questions it's usually me and the feedback we got from the polls was unreal. Like it was I had so scrolling good. and scrolling and scrolling uh. to do, which was incredible because when we first started this thing a long ass time ago, there would be like two people that would answer. And I guarantee you we were white knuckling both of those responses for as long as we could. And we still are. Yes. But now that the community has grown so much, it it made me tear up okay it was so nice it was just the the coolest thing so i just want to thank you all so much for joining in on that and writing to us and sending us messages and things because it we really are reading it it really does matter to us and it encourages us to keep going because otherwise like it's just abby and i sitting in my house having a conversation we were going to have anyway so right we threw a mic in front of it and made it a podcast and you guys are also at the table and it just feels really awesome and also thank you because you guys um definitely hit a lot of things that i'll be covering today so it made me feel very comfortable Ooh. knowing that you'd like it and that's the other point of these polls right as much as we love it we love the engagement it's so helpful for us to know what you like because like ali said we've been having these convos anyway like literally forever and we just threw a mic up so we'll only record the ones you want to hear We'll have the rest of them anyway. Yes. Just let us know. And we got you, boo. We just love you. So anyway, our Instagram, if you forgot, is about time for true crime pod with periods in between the words. So that, no, I'm just kidding. Um, it is linked in our link tree below, though. So if you wanted to see any of the people, places, things we're talking about, um, you can take a peek there. Hells yes. But I do want to get into today. Okay, skippers, stop skipping. Skippers. Yoo. Pod's pod on. Come on. Hi. Hello. Hey. Welcome, Earthlings. Ooh. Just kidding. We're not like that. Okay. But today we're going to talk about someone who is. Anyway. Oh, shit. Welcome or welcome back to your favorite true crime podcast about time for true crime. You should know. Oh, well, just welcome anyone who hasn't heard before because, hey, it looks like there's quite a few more ears listening than there were before. 
We are so grateful to have you here. But just as a reminder, because it's been a minute, Allie and I might have met at work a very long time ago, but we never represent our places of work. We are not talking about that. We just like to make sure you know we're in the field. We are educated and we love to bring you guys true crime stories with an educated perspective with people who know how the system works. We always try to honor victims and families alike, explain what we can, and advocate for anything positive we can to come out of these horrific, terrible, awful things that have happened to real people. If you're new here, Abby and I are the, we're the mom friend. We're the, um, I'm leaving a piece of my hair in the Uber. I'm the share your location, let me know when you're home. The DD, where the, the epitome of the mom friend, but like, the anxious, overpaying attention, why is that guy looking at me weird? I'm going to write down his license plate kind of friend. Yeah. And I think so many of us that enjoy true crime are that same, like we're cut from that same cloth. Yes. And I think that so much of why we want to listen to these things and why we want to talk about them is what can we learn? This is a part of the human experience. Someone experienced this and... For many of them, it, it was traumatic and horrible. And, and how do we prevent that from happening again? How do we protect ourselves, protect our friends, protect the people we care about? Knowledge is power. How do we arm ourselves more? And so, so much of the reason we sit here and talk about this is coming from an anxious place of, oh, yeah. shit, that happened? <laughs> you <laughs> well, know? how the fuck do I not let that? You know what I you mean? You know, and so it's, we can't let those things be for nothing. They shouldn't have happened in the first place. But how do we make damn sure it doesn't happen again? Exactly. So you'll always hear us talk about stuff like that. You'll also hear occasionally things like makeup, books, TV, YouTube recommendations. We are big humor, satire, sarcasm fans. If you're not laughing, you are crying. And we, despite last episode, try really hard not to cry on here, you guys. So today I figured I'd go right in theme with that. And because last week was so cryy, today I'll be doing one that I think is a little easier to laugh at. Not laugh at the pain that people went through, but frankly, the worst event that happens here, in my opinion, is done by the perpetrator. So I have no problem laughing at a little bit of that. You mean like the the person victimized the most is the person who... Yes, is at the, the end of it. Okay. Yes. So I am excited to talk about it. I think it'll be kind of a reprieve from the density and the heaviness of last week. Not to say this isn't terrible or heinous. It is, of course, a true crime podcast, but it's just a little more digestible. <laughs> All right. Hit okay. me. I have no idea what we're talking about. A few other quick things before today's episode. Okay. First, our usual, please rate, review, and follow anywhere you listen. Not only does it help us immensely, but it helps grow our little pod baby. Yeah. Oh, we love our little pod baby. We love our little pod family. Also, I'm just going to throw out hella trigger warnings. Today's episode has death, super mental illness, eating disorder, delusions of grandeur, maybe, uh, divinity. Depends on who you ask. Okay. Also, just as always, to name a few of my sources... I started with an HBO documentary called Love Has Won. I used the New York Times, LA Times, Vanity Fair, CBS, Rolling Stone Magazine, Times, and of course, a shitload of others. If you want to see them, they're all linked in a word that says sources. It'll send you to a Google Doc that you can see with all of our sources. Hmm. But don't worry, boo. Every one of them is linked below. So even though I didn't say them all, you got them all. Love Has Won sounds like a very positive lgbtq like you know it's so funny winning the fight 
because it does sound like that. And if you look at their logo, it's rainbow like that. But today actually has nothing to do about the gays. Capital G, the queers, all of us. Okay, so that changes what I thought we were. Okay. Yeah. And if you guys didn't know, if you're new here, we never know what the other person is presenting to us. So this is... Totally new. Yeah. The only times we really know anything is if we have an update on like, hey, this one's going to suck or this one's going to take up three episodes. Correct. So, <laughs> or if it's John Benet Ramsey, it's going to take 10 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to all 10. Anyway. I wouldn't change so, a damn thing. Anyway, sorry. Today we're going to talk about a girl boss, a gaslight, a gatekeep kind of scam today. Okay. Today I'm going to bring you to the land of Instagram cults. I'm bringing you to a cult that probably would have gotten me back in the day if I had the right combination of interests that I've had over the years. We're doing full ass cult again. Well, yeah. Ask and you shall receive. Absolutely. And we're doing it in a one part. So, okay. We're not going 80 billion years in like we did with Nexium. I think, A, there is not enough information on this to do that sort of deep dive, but I also. Because we'd bring it to you if we did. Yes. I also think. There's probably going to be a part two in the future, just because all of it is relatively recent. I'm almost certain that litigation and criminal courts are not done. They never are, you know? All right. So if there's any extra updates later, we'll let you know. But today, we're not really going to be talking about the members of the cult that were victimized quite the same way. We'll talk about why it's a cult, but we're going to focus on what happened and how it happened. Okay. Because... The people that are typically the victims in a cult were the ones that were criminally charged. The woman who ran the cult ended up dead. Oh, so different than Nexium because Keith Raniere is very much alive. And still a piece of shit. Still a piece of shit. So we're going to talk, though, because have you ever been on Instagram? Um, yeah, and you've seen like a detox tea queen, how you can get flat abs in just four days. Remember when I called you a fat fuck? Well, you're in luck because I have the... <laughs> you can make that bloating and ugly face disappear. Just shit your brains out. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about one of these. And if you've been on Instagram long enough, you've seen any of the woo-woo hippie community, you've gotten anywhere into tea or yoga, you've definitely seen someone like this. This would have got me at 16. You know the mandala tapestry, the incense, the crystals, the palm crystals that will give you faith and courage for today. You know the spirituality, the yoga, the weed, the resurrection, the bongs, the ingesting silver. Oh, is that a little off-brand? Mm. I mean, you know the girls. So really quick, because this comes up pretty fucking quick, just a trigger warning for eating disorders. We're going to be talking about it relatively quickly here. But, of course, protect your peace. If you need to move on, move on. Or if you just need to skip forward a little bit, it'll be present later. So I wouldn't say that this is the one that you can really skip forward five minutes and not hear about another eating disorder trait. Mm. But just so you know. And, of course, if you're having a mental health crisis, call 988. If you're looking for help or know anybody who needs help, check out the National Eating Disorder Association. It's a great place to start. It's a bad place to stop. But that's all I'm going to say on that. Okay. So today we're going to start with someone very special, to say the least. Okay. Divine, even. <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about Amy Carlson. Amy. Amy Carlson was born on November 30th of 1975. 
Okay, Ames. To set the scene. Women were just starting to enter the workforce in masses. Kung Fu Fighting by Douglas Carlson, Some Kind of Wonderful by Grand Punk Railroad, and How Sweet It Is to Be Loved by You by James Taylor were probably blasting over the speakers in your Firebird or your Oldsmobile Cutlass, if that's how it's pronounced. Linda, Amy's mom, had her when she was just about 20 and got married. She was super excited to have this beautiful baby girl, Amy. According to Linda, Amy was also a straight A student, but she could be a little mischievous. She'd like play some pranks with her sister, Tara, who was younger than her. Mm -hmm. The two loved to play together. They would do like dress up and, you know, all of the normal stuff. Yeah. Amy was really sweet to Tara, but she was definitely the leader between the two of them. And she was so cute. Amy, as a kid, had like brown hair. She went through a blonde phase, but I don't know how long that lasted. Because there's at least some school photos of it up to like 20s. So it seems like it was a good chunk of her adolescence, young adulthood. Mm -hmm. But there's one photo of her in this like red sweater. And I'll try to get it on the Instagram. But she literally looks like DJ Tanner mixed with like Julia Stiles or every other 90s star that you'd see in like rom-coms. Okay. And she has, of course... Hair teased to the gods because she's a kid in the 80s. So like all of her photos are her with hair that's probably higher than her head is twice over. And like very curled back, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Now, when Amy was seven, her parents got divorced. And that was really hard. I mean, there's a big impact on any kids that go through divorce, but... Her parents not only lived in two different states, but it was happening at a time where divorce was really not common. Like it was starting to be a little more so, but it was tough if that was the case at all, let alone to have two parents that don't get along and now they live in different states. Yeah. And how do you even navigate school with that? Exactly. So the divorce meant that Amy and Tara were raised between Kansas and Oklahoma City. Eventually, both Amy and Tara went to stay with Linda, their mom, permanently, because there were claims of abuse from their stepmother, who I don't know exactly what kind of abuse it was. They don't lay that out for us in any of the sources that I saw. But at least on one occasion, Amy had like a big bruise that was visible on her legs. Oh. And when her mom asked about it, she was like, she'll kill me. Oh, that's awful. And like wouldn't even say what happened. So I can imagine it was some pretty intense abuse. But eventually, the family, Linda, Amy, and Tara, and I believe their stepfather at this time, did move to Texas, to Dallas, and then later on to Houston. Okay. So they're a good Southern family. Mm -hmm. According to Tara and Linda, Amy's sister and mom, Amy was a kid who was pretty at odds with herself as far as self-esteem and food went. I think this is a pretty common experience for kids, but... Especially in the 80s, 90s, there was a lot of pressure to be thin. We were a very fat phobic country and society, more so than I think we are now. Not that we don't have ways to go. But Tara said in the HBO documentary that Amy has always struggled with weight and had an emotional relationship with food. Linda, her mom, said that Amy was a chubby kid and she went through a chubbier phase, but she wanted to lose weight and become attractive like we all do. Eventually, Amy had lost a lot of weight and she got a lot of attention when she was skinnier. And that's awful that her mom would be like, well, she wanted to lose weight to be pretty. Right. And I was going to say, like, this is not to shame her mom in any way. 
But we know now as a community, weight has nothing to do with how attractive you are. It has everything to do with health and genetics. And that's it. And you can be perfectly healthy and be significantly bigger than someone else who is perfectly healthy. Exactly. Healthy doesn't look the same on everybody. I think striving to be healthy is responsible. Striving to be thin and pretty is fleeting. Also, and maybe this is the Midwest in me, and I can recognize that. Okay. Mm -hmm. In my brain, girls go from little girls to children and from children to teens and teens who have a skinny little figure, no matter what size you are. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then you go through college, you gain your freshman 15 every year. And then after that, you gain another 25 because you turn 25. And then everyone is just like the same happy little plump shape. (laughs) And like, maybe that's just me. But in my ideal world, everybody gets to eat things like no bake chocolate eclair cake and Mm. enjoy their life and still be healthy. So... I understand that I have a different perspective on this than Linda. However, I also think that it is a particularly youthful stance that weight is the same as attractiveness. Well, right. And when you're a, when you're a little kid, I mean, maybe it's like, oh, that's my girlfriend. That's my, you know, but, right. but there's no actual, it's, it's innocent and it's pure and it's sweet. But then you get a little bit older and then you start to go, go through the change. Yes. And you start paying attention to, oh, why do I look like that? And why is this happening? Why does my skin do this? And, well, I kind of like him or her and I, I want to look good for that. And so it becomes right. less about you and more about everybody else. And you're so hyper-focused on all of those things that, and now you're angry. Oh, and now you're bitchy. Yep. Oh, you know, what's that? Every hormone known to man raging through your body. So all of those things combined. Yeah. But then you add on like if you're more than 115 pounds, you're a fat fuck. Yep. Which is like not true. But no, n- of course, not. definitely what people say to you when you're a kid. But when that is what's kind of shoved down your throat and that's kind of like what maybe somebody you had a crush on might have said to you that's gonna stick with you for life oh hell yeah i remember things said to me that people i didn't like said Mm -hmm. let alone the people i wanted to like me Mm -hmm. you know so amy and i think this makes sense with a lot of culture and sort of her growing up at the same time as all of this but she did lose a lot of weight she became like Literally, all I can think of is Julia Stiles in like the early 2000s. She's got like the cutest little perky nose. Her hair is like this short kind of. It's not quite the Rachel, but at some point her hair definitely looked like she had the Rachel haircut from Friends. Um, Blonde. And she just had this like. Not the low rise jeans. That bitch. Not that I could tell, but she definitely could have pulled them off. Fuck. Yeah. Bitch. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Mostly kidding. But. Well, I'm not kidding about calling her a bitch, but I am for that. Yep. Okay. So with all of that confidence and thinness, Amy was pretty unstoppable, certainly as far as men went. And she actually carried a lot of that confidence that she gained into her career as well. Also, there is this one photo and I'll get it up on the Instagram, but she's like this little social butterfly like singing. I don't know if it's a karaoke club or if she sang with a band, but there's like a little video clip and a photo of it of her singing in this little bar as a 20 something. And I was like, "Ah, youth really is wasted on the young. (laughs) (laughs) As we say in our old age of 
20s. So so Amy started a family. She ended up having three kiddos with two or three different men. Sources vary, but, you know, a judgment. Things happen. So not married? Not married. Okay. She started working at McDonald's. Okay. And even worked her way up to owning one of the chains. Oh, shit. Like, pretty early on, too. According to Linda, she has like a very effective leadership style and she knew just what to say to make people motivated and like her. That sounds um, charismatic. Foreshadowy. Amy also was a very hard worker, but she wanted more and more money as her motive. So some people's motive are like, I want health insurance. I want to buy a house. She was like, nope, I just want more monies, which makes sense. Everybody at some point in capitalism says, you know what? I could use a little boost in that income. Mm -hmm. So Amy was successful. And if this is where she had stayed, well, maybe I think she'd be the CEO of McDonald's and even a girl boss detox tea ambassador. (laughs) You had that voice down. No. Hashtag muscle mommy. So it was around this time, around 1998, that Amy had started getting into spirituality. She was talking to people online and discussing angels and energy and life in the 5D. Which, mm-hmm. fun fact, all of us are allegedly born with five senses. So I think we're all kind of in the 5D. Okay. What the fuck do I know, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but for Amy, it felt like an awakening. She quit McDonald's. And she started talking to a guy named Amareth on this website called The Lightworkers. Okay. And I know what you're thinking. Abby. What in the hell? What in the full on fuck? How is this crime? Abby, what in the hell? What in the full on fuck? How is this crime? Well, here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> it was only a few days, um, 17 to be exact, between when Amy started talking to this man, Amareth, online and when they got together and got married. Shit. It was love at first I am. Okay. So Amareth called himself Father God. And Amy mm, went with it. No. She started calling herself Mother God. And the two essentially just got high together a lot and started to share peace and love and happiness on the internet. And they believed that the big clouds in the sky, particularly those with flat bottoms, were things called cloud ships. Mm. And that the cloud ships would come and eventually pick them up. What in the hallucinogen did they do? Now, Amareth was just this cute little old hippie man, to be fair. Oh, he's like older than her? Yes. And he had like the longest beard. I think if he had little girls, like if if he was a hashtag girl dad, he would have like beads all up in that beard. You know what I mean? Did you ever watch Orange is the New Black? No. Okay. For those of you listening who did, <laughs> uh, there's the woman and she doesn't speak and she... I don't know if she had like a speech impediment, whatever it was. And the reason she's there is because she married this hippie guy and he married a bunch of other women. And then like they fast forward 30 years and she's the only one left. And then she killed him because he was just like this asshole who thought he was like chosen. And then he turned, Mm. looked at her and was like, why the fuck are you still here? And she killed him. And rightfully so i'm just kidding but uh (laughs) this reminds me of that which is this really odd thing because i hear this like hippie let's just smoke weed we're all renting time on this big blue marble kind of idea and i do not think christianity no i lean toward like okay this is somebody who's like 
nature and yes. the planet and well uh, and here's i don't know like a uh, very earthy crunchy i don't i very devout christians to me typically are like would frown upon some of that right so this From is my experience certainly and this is why i said like at certain points in my life this totally would have fucking got me i love yoga i love tea not detox tea but like tea yeah. and i who doesn't want to look at pretty rocks love being out in nature and being like "Ooh, amethyst is my birthstone you know what i mean it would have got like you that. too yeah so the other piece of it is that they are saying good things they're basically preaching pacifism and peace love happiness like they are hippie tm mm-hmm. you know in fact speaking of cults they would use the term twin flames a lot to describe shut each other up. no they kept saying it and i was like if i wasn't researching i'd take a shot every time they said twin flames just to see how <laughs> fucked up i'd be because it was a lot um and this isn't the twin flame documentary exactly okay this is not the twin flame cult this is just a cult with twin flames okay so, anyway amareth this cute old hippie man he was just a pacifist and a stoner mm-hmm. all right and his whole philosophy was there's a little bit of god in all of us and I think that that actually is a very Christian sentiment or at least a Judaic, like neo-Judaism mm-hmm. sentiment of like, you have the Holy Trinity and the Holy Spirits and all of us. So I think for him, this was that version of it. But even according to him, Amy took what he was giving her and put her own thing to it. Okay. So the two made a live stream called Galactic Connect where they would introduce themselves at the beginning by saying, Mother and Father God and human allies, we declare peace on Earth. What year is this about? So I can't tell exactly when they started the live stream, Mm -hmm. but when Amy decided to get up and marry this man, Mm -hmm. something that I breezed right over, is that she also picked up and left in the middle of a dinner party. Oh. Like... Everybody was out having drinks, I think. I think her kids were with her mom. And she just said, excuse me, and never came back. So, she, like, abandoned her kids, too? Yeah. Oh, I, mm-hmm. in my head, she brought them. No, no, no. It's just Amy and Amareth at this point. No. And that was in 2007. So When she left. Left to go be with him. Right. Okay. So we're breezing through the 2000s. Yes. Okay. So, so this has been years of her, this sort of, like, free bird mentality but then she just actually yeah left them home and oh i think it took time because she started getting into spirituality as she was sort of climbing up the mcdonald's ladder if you will Mm -hmm. and then she was like oh this is my interpretation of her brain she was probably like there's got to be more to life than just mcdonald's and money and then she found like the right youtuber and here we are or the wrong youtuber i guess Got well, super into spirituality, which is not wrong. Everybody's entitled to their own beliefs and all of that. But no, and, and none of these individually are bad, but you don't abandon your family and then go preachy and tell people what to do with it. I mean, I guess you certainly, can. But- certainly without a word. I would not leave my family, period. I'm not built like that. Mm-hmm. Unless something major or drastic or life threatening was happening. Not that by choice. Stopped. You know what I uh-huh. mean? Uh-huh. But even in the worst case scenario, I don't see myself doing that without notification of some kind. No. (laughs) And not mid-dinner party. Also, just the hysterical hypocrisy of 
being mother God, but refusing to mother your own children. Seriously. Anyway. Abandoning. Yeah. They actually moved out to Colorado, which is quite a trip from Texas. Okay. And those kids she left behind. So because right around this time is when Amy had entirely abandoned her family and she was with Amarith, they decided to make a new connection, like a new community online. Okay. They called it Galactic Connect, where they would introduce themselves at the beginning by saying, Mother and, fa- Mother and Father God and the human allies here, we declare peace on Earth. And this is like 2010s? Yep, I'd assume. Okay. Amy started doing these live streams more and more often on her own, not even with Amareth. She was eventually referring to herself as Mother God, and the two of them would talk together and share their hopes and ideas and missions for humanity. Um, I picture this getting like 10 views. Um, well, at some point it started reaching like tens of thousands. What? Yeah. But we're not there yet. Oh, no. So Amy would do these live streams alone, too, not just with Amareth. And when she was alone, she'd also share her hopes and visions, too, saying things like, we're not here to start a revolution. We're here to further evolution, which just goes to show you how inspired people are when things rhyme. Mm hmm. Yeah. But that's how this started to take off. And because Mother God, in fact, wouldn't mother her own children, they got placed with other family members. While Amy went on to call herself things like Mother God, Mother Earth, the White Buffalo Calf Woman, or the Divine Woman, or Divine Mother, and pretty much anything else godly you could call yourself. Do you think she tasted the bullshit coming out of her mouth? Like- no, I think she probably tasted the mushrooms uh. and was like, is this what it's like to be God? Wow. And the mushrooms were like, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. Amy on these live streams would also do things called psychiatric surgeries. Okay, that sounds kind (laughs) of (laughs) cool. Do tell. Uh, I can't. That's all I got. I don't know how you do a psychiatric surgery. My guess is you do some sort of pseudotherapy online and tell people that they're healed if they buy this tincture. Via live stream? Yep. Sounds awfully bold. Also, like, ma'am, most of the time surgeries are done with totally sterilized tools. Do you even know where that laptop has been? <laughs> I saw what you did in your private browser. That's yes. not clean. Mm-mm. No, That's girl. not clean. <laughs> there was no God there. Okay. But it would have helped if you left a room for God. Anyway, so with these psychiatric surgeries, mm. these live streams, these... I'm assuming at this point she's selling tinctures and candles and crystals. These cult leaders with the inflated sense of self. Oh, they just they get under my skin because I'm like, why do you think that you're better than everybody? I mean, hey, if people are choosing to listen to you, then that's on them. Right. Right. But yeah, I. So wait, it gets better, ma'am, because. She would take all of the money that she made from these psychiatric surgeries and Mother God, the divine mother of all creation and earth and spirituality and wellness. Well, she had a bit of an Amazon problem. You mean Mother God had a Venmo? Yeah. 
Come on. Yeah. Come on. And she loved Amazon. She would go on. She'd get herself some little kimonos, some okay, little who doesn't, dresses, though? some crystals, anything to feel more woo-woo hippie. And I love woo-woo hippie shit. Okay, don't come for me. I'm just saying. I, that was her method. She should be out in the woods finding the crystals. Okay, right? ma'am. You're not ordering those. If you're God, where's the little crystal GPS? Huh? Damn. Initially, Amy was just doing her live streams, talking about peace and love and happiness and ripping bongs all day. Mm -hmm. And honestly, she was just trying to do psychiatric help, which I'm not sure how credentialed she was for any of that. And this is why you only see somebody licensed. Please, dear God. (laughs) Pun intended. By the way, she did claim that any and all of your physical symptoms that you might not like. Well, that was your ego. Okay, Keith Raniere. Your ego presents in physical symptoms like migraines or tummy aches or diarrhea. You have any of those ever? That's an ego. Oh. You got to chuck that at the door. You're in the presence of Mother God. I think she should have hung out with Saltzman from from our piece of shit Keith Raniere Nexium series. The one who couldn't shit. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. (laughs) Fucking A. According to Mother God. Only love beings and harmony and balance can be here on earth. And also, in case you were wondering, there are no assholes or bitches in heaven. Oh. <laughs> so lo- so we're love beings? Yes. Apparently. Ooh, all talk, of us. Talk dirty to me, babe. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Duly noted. Okay. So mm. as the live streams got more members, and this is where it's starting to grow. Yeah. She's actually built a fan base. Right. One online believer came around in person. And now something I have to mention here. Everyone in the cult gets a new name. And this is pretty standard for cults. Like it strips you of identity and that whole thing. It makes you kind of feel like the outsider who doesn't know what's happening. Because the only people on the inside are like the three at the top embezzling Mm -hmm. all the money. Well, I I can't tell with a lot of these people what their before cult name was and what their after cult name was. They're just kind of interchangeably described. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm going to be talking about Michael or Miguel. Okay. I'm pretty sure his real name is Miguel and it gets turned to Michael because he's known as <clears throat> the Archangel Michael. Okay. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure they weren't changing that to the Archangel Miguel, but they could have. I don't know. Okay, Miguel. So it gets very confusing, but Michael eventually came out in person and... He dealt with all of their finances, all of the income, everything. Okay. So anything. the treasurer. Exactly. (laughs) That's his e-board title. Yes. As you may imagine, like many cults, there were rules. Everybody had chores to do. They often weren't allowed to sleep more than four hours a night. I'm out. Food was incredibly difficult, especially when giving it to Mother God, but it was considered a selfish item. So anybody that came to the cult in person, and there wasn't many, like there were tens of thousands of followers online, but in person, it seemed like a pretty tight group. Certainly less than 20 by the end of it. And that's almost the size I think you need to have to be successful. Right. Not enough that you're losing track of people, but enough that it seems legit to people outside. And that there's enough people that whatever this mechanism you have, it can almost can run by right. those people. It's not like there's just three of you because it's like, shit. We all have to do all of this and yeah. at the same time run on the hamster wheel to keep the energy going. Yeah. Right. So people had a lot of chores to do. There were things to be done. 
Two of the girls were ordered to do live streams starting at 6 fucking a.m. Which Who's I don't know watching who, that. Exactly. Wake up at the alarm. Your toddler's like running around with his pants off. And you're like, hold on. Mother God's on. Mm-hmm. Mo- Mother God's friend who she says I should look at and pay. Yes. Uh, no. And so while all of this was happening. And by the way. Drugs were explicitly banned in this cult. Mother (laughs) God does not do drugs. She's kicked people out of community for doing drugs. But if you use things like alcohol and marijuana and mushrooms for medicinal purposes, Mm, then that's what they are. They're medicine. It's a prescription. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. It's not a drug. Yeah. Despite the fact that a drug is literally anything that can enter and interact in your body. And we have naturally occurring drugs. They weren't allowed. So. Okay. Just so we know. But even though drugs were banned and people had been kicked out of them, most of the time Mother God just spent time getting high on mushrooms, ripping bongs all day long, and deepening an already very intense alcohol dependency. She's like, <coughs> it's steam. I know. <laughs> She's like, <coughs> also, the by food, the way, it was so spicy. <coughs> while for us, any bad physical symptoms were an ego, mm-hmm. right? A physical manifestation of that ego. For Mother God, anything that happened to her that was bad was because she was taking on the sins of humanity. And her humanly body couldn't handle that. What a giver. I know. And we're going to talk a little bit about more of the Mother God lore. Okay. Very shortly. But I just want you to get a sense of what's happening here. The cult members were also told that the alcohol is keeping her alive. Probably was. Mm -hmm. To the untrained. This is a direct quote. Sorry, I'm really sorry. Okay. To the untrained eye, it would look like a severe case of alcoholism, but it was beyond human how much she she could consume. So that makes her God, I guess. Wow. Anyway, Mother God constantly smoked weed and became incredibly belligerent when she got drunk. This is just a woman who's self-medicating <laughs> yes. and severely addicted to substances. Yes. This is not... Okay. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. During the day, she'd be great. She'd sit there and she'd pe- like preach peace, love, happiness. They'd like sing in a circle, kumbaya, play acoustic guitar. At one point, they camped for like six weeks. Yeah, but by 10 a.m., she's doing shots. Yeah. And... Being really mean to everybody. (laughs) And when she got drunk, so they said it was like a different person from day to night. Because at night when she was already inebriated, she would get really mean and belligerent. She'd yell at the housemates or I guess the cult members that they were whores and not listening to her enough. And she'd get sicker and sicker. And part of the cult's homeopathic remedies, because of course, um, we can end big pharma was they'd have her drink something called colloidal silver. Okay. Silver is in the metal silver. Okay. Yeah. And drink as in like half a gallon a day. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. If you do this and you are slowly long-term poisoned by it, as you might be, if you continue to drink that much, um, you will turn blue. Oh. You Yeah, you will turn blue. Neat. So yeah, that is, that is science. Okay. And Blue. by the way, at the end of her life, she does look like a skeleton with a Smurf head. Unfortunately. Oh, that's awful. Yes. No, it's very bad. No, but at the same time, if you're fully believing that this woman is, even if it's not God with the capital G, but she's 
something closer to that. She's a step right. above divine and humanity. Yes, yeah, she's chosen in some way. You almost expect her not to look like you exactly because she's supposed to be different you're all earthlings and love beings and whatever but she is something else and so why wouldn't she look the part doesn't have to be traditionally beautiful in Mm -hmm. what we would might say but it should be different and that it was the members also described mother god they also called her mom she refused to go by Amy, so anything they called her had to be Mother God or Mom or something like that. You can call me Mom, but not if you're one of my three kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Sorry. My kids call me Amy. <laughs> <laughs> Only my children call me Amy. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck. You can call me Mom. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Mother God was also so forgiving and kind, you know, before all the drinking. Um, but you could see... Another spirit come through her vessel is what they would say. Is that code for something? Uh, it was code for normally she was cool and calm and collected. But when another spirit came through, they weren't as kind or calm or cool and collected. Mm. They were more like screaming. Oh, we're going to cut here to a little vision of mother god screaming at someone drunk in the living room and she's saying or sorry the spirit in her vessel is saying my vision was chicken parm i love meatballs but i didn't fucking say that chicken parmesan i get fucked up every moment by you fucking motherfuckers and scene so that was the other kind of angry vessel or angry spirit in her vessel, you have, I guess. I mean, I've had visions of chicken parm too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Who hasn't? But they've never <laughs> manifested that way. And dare I say, if someone gave me a meatball, I wouldn't be too pissed I am not it. swatting that shit no. away either, okay? Mother God also seems to have inherited Amy's eating issues. Amy thought that the less you ate, the higher vibration you would be. You mean like getting the shakes? I don't know. Because you're not... Eating anything? Because you're malnourished? Yeah, probably. But this is... It's just sad. Yes. This is, these are people in pain and anybody listening to her has their own issue. you know? Yes. Has their own issues. But this is why it's one of those that's just... And we're not even at the craziest fucking part yet. But it's all just sad. It and is. It's imagine, very sad. You think that you're bettering yourself and you think that whatever, you're getting closer to whatever this divine being is and whatever that looks like for you. And you look at yourself and you're sitting on the floor in a gross ass, dingy fucking apartment. Yeah. And you're being screamed at by a woman who's sweaty and and crossfaded all day. She's yelling about chicken parm. And at that point, do you go, I could have gone to school, man. No, (laughs) no, because the thing is, to her death, through her death, her followers stayed. People did not leave. And that is that's a problem. That's telling, you know, like I am so fascinated by cults primarily because so many of them attract educated, smart people. Mm -hmm. And I think this one is a really good case of people that wanted so desperately to believe that the peace love happiness train was the canonically correct train 
in terms of what the universe offers or is. And nobody is joining a cult because they want less from life. It's right. that you feel like you want more, you feel deserving of more, and how do I get there? And these are I can align myself with these values that will right. get me closer to those things. And except these- when those things are so destructive, untrue, wrong, and contributing to an illness. Yeah. Then, well, there's a different conversation to be had now. Exactly. And especially with some of the food stuff here. So members of this cult were told that food was self-centered. If they came in with money, the money was to be put towards the group, not the individual. So if somebody wanted a slice of pizza, well, that's selfish. You can't take the money that you came here with and go buy yourself a piece of pizza. So it's kind of like a little communist commune? Essentially, but like a little more Archangel Michael banking i mean isn't that what it is anyway well in in reality most of the time yeah (laughs) there's somebody running the money it doesn't just go nowhere so there's more lore here though that you should know because i think it's really really important to know um part of mother god's lore is that she's been reincarnated over 500 times something like 534 but i'm not gonna you know claim to know what she's done in the time since her passing but in her past lives she's been a lot of people of note Hmm. including cleopatra jesus christ himself joan of arc marilyn monroe that was me and so elvis's mom no shit yeah not Mm -hmm. the king huh the king interesting well also part of this lore is the galactic teams Mm. and you may be wondering What's a galactic team? I was going to ask. Well, a galactic team is a group of people, uh, celebrities, people of prominence. And according to Love Has Won, all dead. Oh. Which we'll talk about. Okay. So there's the galactic teams, but there's also the galactic A team. Mm. Okay. And these people had a lot of communication with Mother God. And I'm going to tell you about some of the people uh including but certainly not limited to and this is the big one robin williams who is the ambassador of the galactic a team shut your mouth saint germain mother god's left hand man hold on the robin williams and we're not talking about when he was alive no mm -mm. how dare you i know how i know dare also in this list of people michael jackson well, that Steve Irwin. Don't you fuck it. I cried when he died. Donald Trump. He's alive. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. Chuck Norris. Stop it. Also alive. <laughs> no. John Lennon. Carrie Fisher. And Elvis, a.k.a. Mother God's son. Wow. Because... Apparently, even in the afterlife, there are Nepo babies. Apparently. (laughs) And here's the thing. These people could all connect with and talk with Mother God. In fact, there were also cult members that were essentially oracles that could also interpret some of these speakings, primarily from Robin Williams, since he is, you know, the ambassador. Did he do it in the Mrs. Doubtfire voice, though? No, actually, Robin Williams was like, shockingly, a lot meaner. When he was speaking through the filter of a crossed 
angry, starving human being. Can you um, just real quick, if we could mm-hmm. take a step back from that? Sure. You are Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. You are a legendary comedic actor. So kind. With so much depth. You are absolutely fucking hilarious. Yes. But you have battled your own inner demons. And I don't mean that as a pun. I mean, no, that's absolutely very true. struggled with his mental health. The world was so saddened when he passed. And in your memory, <laughs> this fuckhead yeah. says, you know, I talk to him sometimes and he's a real dick. He says things like... <clears throat> We have another message for you disgusting bitches and assholes from Robin Williams. Robin Williams is disgusted. You don't get shit. Your lack of respect for mother is disgusting. End quote. He didn't say that. No, he didn't. And you know what else? He doesn't respect that mother. No. Anyway. That's, and you know, like for his family and stuff, yeah. so many people probably reached out and said... You know, watching this of him got me through a tough time. Right. Or, you know, fill in the blank. He did a lot of really cool things. But then for this to also be almost like tacked on to his legacy that people will associate him with this horse shit is sickening. Well, and my hope in sort of discussing this the way I am and also, you know, go watch the documentary. There's so much on this. I've. Frankly, I can't get into all of it because most of it is just extraneous, absolutely abstract, ridiculous details. So if you want more of like the innards on all of that, go watch some of the documentaries. The one on HBO is like three or six hours long or something like that. I mean, it's a multi-series, but you know. It's almost like if she did like smoked all this weed, did all these drugs... But then, like, sat with an acoustic guitar and wrote some fucking sick music. Mm-hmm. Taylor She'd, Swift would be making royalties off of that. She would have some really awesome stuff, I'm sure. Exactly. But the problem is the self-aggrandized delusions and taking those as the basis of controlling an entire group of people. Through manipulation and lies. And now whether or not she knew she was lying, she could just be truly a very mentally unwell woman. And it sounds like she was regardless. I don't know if that was one of the symptoms of one of the things she was dealing with. But regardless, it was incredibly damaging to so many people, well-being wise, and fatal to her. Mm -hmm. It was ridiculous. But here's the thing, especially with the eating stuff. Mother God was also supposed to be picked up from this galactic team. Mm. You know, probably one of those cloud ships. But here's the thing. Mother God had to be 104 pounds to be at optimal weight to be carried in these cloud ships. And this was her saying this. Yes. Which, by the way, is incredibly unhealthy. And, of course, nobody could spend money on food. But everybody had to cater to whatever Mother God wanted. And if Mother God's health was declining too fast, it meant that humanity as a whole was not getting their shit together and believing in Mother God. Okay. It's kind of like her health 
was the Christmas meter in Elf. Yep. Yep. And instead of being like, hmm, maybe she's being a bitch because she's hangry because she hasn't eaten in 20 years, has no family or friends around left, and just gets crossed all day and does nothing else to further her treatment or well-being... But they but, were like, but the sleigh won't fly because nobody believes in Santa. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, okay. Doesn't matter how much gas you put in the tank or how much maintenance you do. No, it's definitely everybody else. The clausometer is on zero. It's negative four, maybe. Damn. So let's take a minute, though, and talk a little bit about occult. Because as we stated in our Nexium series, occult is literally anything. People who prefer Pepsi over Coke, cult. People who prefer Coke over Pepsi, cult. People who hate on Dr. Pepper, even though it is objectively the best combination of dark bubbly pop, cult. Pop. (laughs) Sorry, soda. So many are religious, many are political parties and clubs. But because the standard definition. true crime girlies. Exactly. Okay. But because the definition of a cult is really just any group of people who believe in the same thing, a criminal cult is different. A maladaptive cult is often malicious, manipulative, and power-hungry. There is usually, according to the Department of Justice, a vertical organization, which we have, meaning the people at the top have the power, and Love Has One is no different. Cults also tend to have a charismatic leader, power and control dynamics, where those at the top can dictate any degree of freedom, and most cults include some control and manipulation of finances, diet, and sleep. Mm -hmm. We have... All of those things. Yep. So, keep them sleep deprived. Keep them financially dependent on you. Keep them hangry. hungry. Yeah. And I would say that without a doubt, regardless of your definition, love has one is a cult. Is it a bad cult? I don't know. I'll leave that up to you. But I think that if you're starving people and keeping them from sleeping and doing things that are good and nourishing for their humanly bodies, that would be maladaptive. To say the least. But having a cult is not illegal. People are choosing to do that. And so here's the thing. Love Has Won was, in my opinion, incredibly easy to see as a cult, even from the start. Around 2018, when things started getting like really big, Mother God's well-being was dwindling. She was beginning to have some serious delusions. And from the HBO documentary, it's my understanding that Mother God was in the depths of a pain pill addiction and started putting out some 9-11 conspiracy theory videos, as well as videos about aliens and ancient Egypt and banking families and bloodlines and control. Just a lot of conspiracy videos. Severe alcohol use alone, the effects that that can have on the brain. Then you add in the... Then you add in the malnourishment, and so your brain is literally not getting the fuel it needs to function properly. Then you add in hallucinogens and other substances. Your body and brain is at such a disadvantage when you do that. And then you just, you're on this platform where all of this is put out to the world and under the guise of this is divine you wouldn't understand well and i think that amy has mother god has a very maternal feminine face she's got a lot of nice features she's got big cheeks 
like the kind of warmth you would want from a mother. And I think people saw that and really projected a lot onto her. But also, I just want to take a second because eating disorders are so fucking ridiculous. And not ridiculous as in anybody has a choice in them. I think it's ludicrous to say anybody has a choice in any of their mental health diagnoses. But eating disorders specifically are a very interesting overlap of physical and mental symptoms. And for people that are really that deep into their eating disorder, A, your brain is not getting nutrients. Your organs simply are not receiving enough nourishment to continue, which includes your brain. You don't have the same ability to think things through, to use that prefrontal cortex and do anything that's not survival because your body is hoarding the calories and energy it has for the absolute vital organs. And then as you continue to go on and get closer to mm, 100 pounds, 89 pounds to my last knowledge was about as much as your skeleton weighed with your organs. So we're talking like 10 pounds of fat on her entire body. That's not even enough to keep you insulated through the winter, let alone to keep you functioning at a normal human rate. Yeah, I mean, she could get a common cold. Yeah. And that could be the end. And here's the other thing. Um, are you fucking hangry? I'm always hangry. Imagine being hangry 25-8. And that's your body's natural response to, I'm going to, like, eat something. Like, it is, yes. it is giving you every cue, every nudge to survive, to eat, to do that. Like, you feel those pains. You feel, like, it is, it is striving for that. Right. So as this goes on and as crazier shit comes out, don't be that surprised. And don't be surprised when crazier shit comes out and she gets bitchier. Because it happens. Now, is is the following as thin as she is? Not as thin, but I'm not going to say they weren't following suit. Because they are, they're modeling it basically after what she's doing. Right. And you can see sort of, at least, I mean, the articles will say some of it. Most of the articles that I read focused on Amy. But in the HBO series, they definitely had a few of the cult members talk. But what I noticed was as they showed clippings of the live streams over time you can sort of see them get thinner you can start to see the emergence of collarbones and you know your little shoulder bones sticking out like Mm. it's notable that there are changes happening even if they aren't happening at the same rate especially if you're being told that food is selfish yes then you want to be a part of this otherwise you'd leave right so you're gonna play by the rules you're not gonna be selfish in front of mother god Yeah, because this is this divine being that you're lucky enough to be around. You're not going to waste it. Exactly. And also, um, if we need to be an optimal optimal weight to make it onto the cloud ship, why wouldn't you start prepping? Just in case you got to go too. I'm not going to be the one that gets left behind. Hell no. So anyway, during all of these conspiracy theories, the ones that Amy was putting out about aliens and ancient Egypt and banking families and 9-11 and all of this. This is where Amy found Andrew, or I guess Andrew found Amy. Who's Andrew? Well, remember how I said that mother and father God were running this together? Mm-hmm. Well, at some point, Amy must have gotten sick of Amareth, or he was like, yo, this is not what I meant, and they kind of split. Yeah. I feel but, like he's running, he's off like on a surfboard somewhere. Yeah, I, I think he's doing like a very difficult yoga pose at the top of a mountain at sunrise smoking so much weed 
but his girlfriend took the picture. Hell yeah. So. <laughs> so the other thing, though, is that we needed a new father god. That, I mean, what, I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> I, you know, I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah. Um, wouldn't there only be one no, no, because like, here's the thing. Amrith was a father god, but there are like many father gods, you know? Um, so Andrew, if I didn't know better, I'd think she was making this up as she went along. <laughs> you do know better. Uh, so okay. Andrew came in and he was talking and like following and eventually he decided to come in person too. Andy. Well, when Andrew came... uh. Amy and Michael had been taking mushrooms for around 36 hours straight. And then they gave Andrew more mushrooms than they had taken in the last 36 hours. Um, and so Andrew kind of blacked out, as you probably would if you had an ungodly, pun intended, amount of hallucinogens crammed into your system Wow! upon arrival with strangers. But when he came to, he says Amy was looking at him and glowing. And she said that he was brilliant. And when you're ready to make love, let me know. And that's exactly how she said it. Okay. Andrew said that she was very pretty, but he wasn't attracted to her. And so he thought it must have been some lesson that he needed to learn. She was very beautiful. She was. Mother God was passionate, sexually charged, and Andrew says a little lazy. He also laughs and says he didn't mind taking care of her. But... (laughs) The fact remains. At first, Andrew... <laughs> a little lazy. <laughs> God. <laughs> Mother God. What you gonna do? Can't live with her, can't live without her. So... <laughs> At first, Andrew really liked taking care of her, pleasing her. He didn't mind. But he was on unemployment, and he ended up donating the $700 a week that he got to the team. It was his job as Father God, to put the food, the drinks, and the weed on the table. 700 bucks a week? Yep. And Andrew said that he was never 100% sold that she was God. He said, I never felt like God. I was just Andrew. Which, hats off to you, Andrew. You're probably right. (laughs) But (laughs) but Andrew became the next Father God, at least for a while. Was this like an election cycle? Yeah. (laughs) Seems like four years might be a little bit longer than the average father god, but we'll see. So Amy said that she had no trauma and she was 100% light and that's why she was mother god. But Andrew eventually could not take it anymore and he left. He's like, except when you're talking about chicken parm, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, that's actually trauma. Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, that worked out because he wasn't father god. (laughs) Who would have thunk, right? So now there were a few father gods between Amareth, Andrew, and Johnny, and there might have been another one who kind of looked like a hippie. I'm not entirely sure. But eventually, okay, I'm just going to put a little asterisk in there. You know how some people get like Jennifer Aniston and Garner or whatever, all of these people mixed up because they look kind of similar with similar features. Mm -hmm. That's how I feel about all of the father gods after Amareth. (laughs) Yeah. They all look kind of the same. With similar features. She got a type. Until we got the last one. Well, eventually, Johnny, who I believe was father god of the multiverse. There were a few different, uh, you know, sects of father gods. So I'm pretty what? sure that was Johnny. What in the Marvel universe? He came to Amy in a dream. 
Well, Father God of the multiverse was like tripping, right, on mushrooms. Mm. And he was like, wait, I think there's another Father God. And we enter Jason Castillo. According to Linda, Amy's mom, she believes that her daughter would have been alive still, if not for Jason Castillo. I'm not so sure that she's aware of the impact and trauma that your body takes from that amount of drugs and starvation. But Let's not forget silver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The actual metal poisoning that was happening there as well. That'll do it. So father god of all creation was mm. jason castillo <laughs> and they all just lived within an hour of each other huh <laughs> so when we first meet him father of all creation is sitting there wax light bouncing off his titties and a ponytail past his nips <laughs> really setting the stage here y'all ever seen bob's burgers man looks like gyro the fucking taekwondo guy mm. <laughs> he like brushes his hair <laughs> Oh, no. good care of Gyro's body. That is like Jason Castillo. (laughs) Jason, before he came to be father god of all creation, as you might know him Mm. to be, was a blockbuster guy. He worked there for nine bucks an hour for like six years. Um, And then he used to love blockbuster. Me too. Except we never got the fucking candy there because they were marked up at probably like 120%. And my mom was like, we can go to Walgreens and get the dollar ones. But I was like, they're not the same. Anyway, yeah. all that to say. I used to love go. I'd get to like pick out. Oh, you those were the ran into Father days. God of all creation. Those were the days. Getting your Scooby-Doo 2 electric boogaloo video on DVD. How do you know? I just know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mother God. No. <laughs> <laughs> and this has been your... <laughs> And love has won. (laughs) No. So anyway, Father God, right? He was working at Blockbuster. Allegedly, Blockbuster promised to pay him 50 grand to run the store. Now, the 50 grand never came. And I say allegedly because I'm not convinced Blockbuster did this. Father God of all creation does seem to me like the kind of man that would take up one extra task than what his bare bones job description is Mm. and assume they would give him this raise plus i don't know what blockbuster has that kind of money left in their pockets in 20 fucking 12 so yeah well he was assistant to the regional manager precisely is what that sounds like to me so after all that father god of all creation said fuck you and left which you know I don't know what that says. He said so, that's a blockbuster. Yeah. Well, and then they went out of business. So I don't know. You tell Shit. me. <laughs> you can't make up the facts, Mm-mm. you know? So now, <laughs> now where can I get a strawberry shortcake ice cream that costs $6? Uh, CVS. Well, but it's not, it doesn't hit right. It isn't. It's not the same. Also, in my notes, I literally wrote, did anyone actually promote father of all creation or did this gyro looking ass just assume that? he was like yeah they like they called me that in my frat right but i dropped out because like i'm not a good test taker (laughs) i'm like really smart but not on paper (laughs) you know i'm like really smart until it comes time for me to prove it (laughs) (laughs) also we know you can be smart on in other ways yes of course but this guy this guy's just fucking ridiculous jason also chose to live on the street for a long time 
prior to coming to Love Has Won. So like in a tent. Okay. By choice. Not not by circumstance. I want to make that very clear. This was not uh, the economy fucking him over. Yeah, this was uh, by choice. And then he winds up on her doorstep or. Right. Well, father of all creation says that. And this is a quote. He heard Mother God for the first time once in actual physicality through the Internet. Okay. So apparently through the Internet, she was still actually physically there. And that's how he heard her. All you need is Wi-Fi, babe. Yep. But also, he had quite a rap sheet when he came to love his one. Mm. Things including child abuse. Oh, no. Property crimes. That kind of thing. These kinds of things make me relieved that she left her children with yep. somebody who was responsible because all of these players coming and going, there was no way this that these kids would have raised a child. No. No. The stability isn't there. The safety and wellness isn't there. There's not an alert and present caretaker. Yeah. And they need to be. Are these all people like in their 20s? It seems it 20s to 30s, many of them look like hipsters who want to run a startup. Yep. Yeah. So, also, Jason wants you to know, Father God of all creation needs you to know that he knew the Matrix is real and everyone was enslaved before he went to love his, re- love his one. Okay. okay. But when he got there, he had this spiritual awakening and recognition that god was a woman which is insane because ariana grande didn't even come out with that song until like months after this seriously yeah wow (laughs) oh also at some point the group did leave jason behind because he was pissing them off (laughs) (laughs) this is so funny they go to i believe oregon like 500 miles away Okay. They're like, but we're, we're telling him we're going to Connecticut. No, no. <laughs> they said it was a test. They wouldn't tell him where they were going. Amy said, if you truly are Father God of all creation, you'll come back to us. He could. So this man's. Ma'am. With 500 miles in between them and 11 cents in his pockets, like hitchhike and walk his way to fucking Oregon. And instead of being like, fuck, the fucker found us. I don't know how he did that because we didn't tell him where we were going and we didn't leave any hints. They probably had it in their YouTube description box. They were like, ah, he's back. He's Father God. Oh, no. (laughs) Like 24 days after they left him. They were probably Uh. sitting there thinking for three weeks, like we're in the clear. (laughs) And that Uh. man comes back. So then he, of course, gets married to Mother God. So right. she's had a couple marriages. Yeah, I don't know if there was any divorces in between there, but well, you know. and it makes me wonder: are these legal marriages or are these like ceremonies that were like binding well, for them? But I don't know how many legal pieces of paper were involved in any of this. Well, that's yeah, yeah. So where Mother God was all peace, love, happiness, of course, until she was nine vodka waters deep. Father God of all creation was all testosterone. That Old Testament angry God that you tend to hear about. With fires and burning bushes and Abraham sacrificing his kid. But whoops, just kidding. Never mind. So. This is just a guy who needs anger management counseling. Correct. But here's the thing. And he a was job. encouraging everyone to do more insane things. Including Amy. 
She was getting thinner and weaker and eventually even stopped being able to walk, which makes sense if you are literally giving your body nothing but vodka water and chicken parm once every other fucking week, or I guess a meatball and then screaming about chicken parm once every other week. So when she stopped being able to walk or it started to hurt too much, Father God started carrying her everywhere and she started preparing to ascend. A.K.A. die. <clears throat> A.K.A. ascend into the galactic cloud ship. Okay. So, yeah. th- so her plan was to die. Seemingly. Okay. At some point, though, she began to become too weak. Things were not going well. This wasn't her planned end of life. But she was told by Robin Williams that they were going to evacuate her. That this wasn't going to plan. Humans and humanity were just too fucked up and it's not her fault. But she has to leave because it's not safe for her. Amy started getting boils all over her back. Her, I believe she might have had a stroke at one point, but I could be making that up. She just had a lot of like insane physical symptoms happen because of course you do with all of this. There's no wellness happening in her body. Whether or not it's in her brain, I don't know. I'd venture to say no, but certainly not in her body. Jokes aside with, you know, all of the dialogue that happened within these walls, this is very sad. It's incredibly sad because this woman is so unwell in mind and body and spirit and all of these people are clinging to something that they need to be true for some reason or another. And... Like, people would donate to this. Like, of the tens of thousands of people that would watch these live streams, not even of the people that were there, they would donate, like, sometimes as little as 50 cents, but other times over $700 to help mom, like, prepare to ascend. At some point, they even fucking bullied their live stream followers into buying her a go-kart because Mother God wanted a go-kart. Where is it? I wonder... Because I know we're talking about like a different time and this is like mid 2010s right yeah, now. Well, right now we're kind of 2018-ish. I feel like now this whole like vlogger thing is more in and people will actually like pay on like right. a live stream or like a... um. If you're watching someone game and it's some Discord thing, or yeah, like whatever Twitch it is, or whatever. yeah, like that you would have, I guess, sort of that makes sense. But just regular viewers, this it's just so odd to me that yeah. people bought into this. Well, and I think that a lot of it was like, in my opinion, links from other places promoting it. So she met Amareth on like Only Light or Love Light or something mm-hmm. like that. And so I'm thinking there's got to be this little collection of, and I'm going to say, for lack of a better word, I'm not a theologist. I don't know all the words for this, but some sort of like off-brand spirituality wellness journey, you know, not a religion per se, but Mm -hmm. more of the spirituality faith-based realm and some mixture of that with metaphysical. So the people who like the crystals, the nature stuff, Mm -hmm. and that probably narrowed its way into the few people in that subsect that were incredibly mentally ill and needed more. Mm -hmm. And they found that more through this incredibly sick woman. 
Which is very sad. And it's one thing to watch it for entertainment. Yes. I don't know that that would necessarily be my type of entertainment, but right. I'm. It, it obviously was somebody's. I get it's one thing to be entertained and be like, whoa, like let's. This is so unreal. I can't believe people are doing this. It's another thing to believe it. Right. And here's the the hardest part for me, right? Because up until now, like, I kind of have fun with it. I'm like, oh, how goofy. Like, we think we're Mother God. We are preaching peace, love, happiness and screaming at the top of our lungs drunkenly about chicken parm. And people are free to leave if they want. Right. But this is where the group starts to get a little more eccentric, for lack of a better word. Not only to Mother God, of course. And again, this is not a political place, so I'm not speaking... on any of this because of politics mm-hmm. purely out of this is the narrative but according to mother god donald trump was on her galactic team which was supposed to be all dead people but he was on her galactic team him and, and chuck norris yes and again yes alive don't know how that works but okay i literally wrote riddle me that one mama but she says the bad guys don't want trump to be a good guy because he's going to take down the bad guys which of that logic makes sense uh, you're going to have enemies with the people that are don't your enemy. Agree, that don't agree with you. Correct. Okay. Um, but then it starts to get like a little more hateful. Okay. Because in the same way that like Donald Trump is a good guy and the bad guys don't want him to be a good guy. Uh, so is Hitler. So Hitler was working for the light. Allegedly. It's just a, an ill woman given a platform. And it's gone from woo-woo hippy-dippy shit to like straight-up anti-semitism and racism at some point in these vlogs and i you know again i don't mean like oh we hate people with certain features that are connected to judaism or like early disney every single animated movie having very semitic features on their villains i mean like she's saying things like the holocaust never happened things like Hitler was working for the light and he was trying to take out the Jews because they weren't doing that. She's also saying things that include a lot of the N word. And uh, this is a real quote. Spiritual ego whores die. You are not connected to me. You're out. Thank you for your service. I don't know what a spiritual ego whore is, but I guess we're dead. I feel like that is something you might overhear somebody saying on the phone when they're absolutely trashed at the bar. Yeah. Like, just outside the bar. Yeah. Leaving that on her ex-boyfriend's voicemail. Right. It's that kind of just unhinged, it doesn't make sense, there is no logic to follow here. No, it's like a night full of alcohol. That's a rough night. Followed by, like, two doses of Coke. (laughs) And then you're coming off of that with drunken coke rage. Like, that's what this reads. And every and every step along the way, you've not had anything to eat. Like, your body is yeah. unwell. It's like, that bread you gave me five hours ago isn't doing it. It's just terrible. And here's the thing. Very Ooh. sad. Love Has One didn't just spread bias, spiteful, and racist things. They were manipulating truly sick people. Okay. Not just the people that are following Mother God, who's also sick. Mm-hmm. You know, the people in this cult are sick. But they're also telling people on these live streams, people with good intentions that are trying to be more spiritual and maybe just watching videos on it. Mm-hmm. 
They're telling them that they can do this psychiatric surgery, that they can overcome big pharma, and they'll sell things like this fucking colloidal silver for people to drink to get rid of these symptoms. Because of course, what are your physical symptoms? Your ego. That's a you problem. You have cancer? Don't worry. You're silver. And so, of course, they would sell the colloidal silver that they said was like top notch, like top of the industry, maybe. Oh, no. They would also sell things, and this is really more just for like a little giggle, but they would sell like little candles and stones. And they even had God boxes where Mother God would fill them up with things that she knew you needed. Stop. And then when you bought it, she like knew you. And knew what you needed and she'd fill them up and send them. And it was perfectly curated to you by God. That's like boxy charm. Yeah. But like for all your mother God needs. And ipsy. And just like add on that little side of silver and drink it all. Wow. And then, yeah, it's pretty much a starter pack of all of the yeah. things you can buy for full price next month. Exactly. Ugh. To add on to your next God box when I tell you what new things you need next month. I hate when people play off of any of these things where it it makes you feel connected or more. Right. You know, people turn to religion for a slew of different reasons. And when you take advantage of that for people and you claim to be this being and people buy into it and believe it. And then now it becomes, well, if you really meant it, you'd you'd buy you'd pretty much buy this merch and bring three friends in and harm your own body to maintain that. Right. It, that's just very sad because I don't, I mean, I'll be honest, this one, I, I would have been more likely to have been brought in by Nexium than, yeah. than this one. This one's a little out there for me. But 16-year-old me? 16-year-old me seeing like the tapestries and the candles and the crystals and the yoga and uh, yes, even the weed. Like I would have been like, okay, you got me. As an adult, I am glad to say that none of this sounds appealing, but I can definitely see an area where you're targeting people who are growing in some way and whether or not that is physically like me as a kid saying I'd be interested in it, whether it is spiritually or someone who hasn't really dipped your toe into those waters and this is unfortunately the place that you start or any of those. I just find it fucking criminal to take advantage of people with real issues that we have actual fucking res- like treatment for treatment for that works. And yes, there might be some side effects. And yes, there are some that there might not be be a cure for but there's management for and you know what isn't in any of them ingesting metals yes yeah, so we you have you have a uh, uh, chronic migraines yep let's not take your prescription medication for that anymore because that's not going to help you we're going to give you our own medical advice right. but you have to purchase it from us right and it's just you know and but you have this willing group population because anyone who's joining a cult whether they know that's what it is at the time is okay with change. They are ready to yes, make a they're change. They're embracing it. And they're acknowledging that whatever that change is going to be is going to be uncomfortable because any change is. And so you're so vulnerable. Yes. And manipulatable, I guess, to any of the the things that they want to shove down your throat. I mean, fill in the blank, but right. 
you you know that you will be malleable to that and so whatever that looks like it's even if i hate it it's well this is the cost of moving forward this is what i've chosen you know i've right i was sick and tired of being sick and tired of my old life and now i'm going to go by this name and i'm going to only consume these products and i'm not going to sleep and i'm going to do all i'm going to follow this regimen basically because i've been promised by a divine being that it's going to make me better but i'm willing to do that because something is lacking in my life because no one joins these things when everything is going 100 percent well no no and honestly even if things are going great most of the people that get pulled into cults are very smart intelligent educated people yeah does this isn't like oh you're stupid and it does it's not posed to you as a cult usually No. no almost never because who's going to join a cult that says, hey, we're a cult. Come on in. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is our charismatic leader. And these are the ways we're going to hurt you. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's the same thing as a fucking abusive relationship. Nobody starts them off knowing all of the awful, terrible things that are going to happen. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't go. Exactly. So, okay. There is a tremendous amount of information on this shit. And I will say something that I do like is... In at least the HBO documentary, they show you some of their ads for the colloidal silver, right? Mm -hmm. Or the promotions they're doing in their content. And I watched this with my roommate. So this is the first of two reactions I have from her. But I don't want to be too confirmation biased, but I fucking agree. Okay. She says, um, I don't know if I trust a man who can't pronounce turmeric to make colloidal silver. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly not to put it in my body. I don't disagree in the slightest. Thank you, Emily, for your contribution. Oh, Emily. So now, if you wanted to find any of the other information, again, I talk a lot about the stuff I see in the cult documentary on HBO. It's called Love Has Won, Mother God, or Mother God, Love Has Won. But I talk a lot about it because that's a lot of information coming straight from people's mouths. The other video that i saw of course i have all of the news articles linked that you can go through at your leisure but the other video i saw that i really liked a lot was fundy friday's love has one update on youtube because this is a youtuber who did the love has one cult before the documentary came out saw it and then made updates Ooh. so heavy recommend that if you want more of the like little details that i find relatively humorous as <laughs> you know extraneous to all of the awful, terrible shit they're doing. Or realistically, Amy and Jason are doing. Mm-hmm. So right before Amy's health entirely deteriorated, there was a change in the plans. The Galactic team told them that Amy needed to go to Hawaii. Okay. I don't know if you've ever been like 104 pounds and incredibly addicted to substances and also aren't able to walk and are turning blue from colloidal silver poisoning. But that makes flying on an airplane to Hawaii pretty daunting. Pretty and difficult. isn't the flight like fucking 12 hours or something? Probably. I don't know what it was from Oregon. But who knows? So they go to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. They have a little house. They are not quiet. Amy continues to do what Amy fucking does. Mm-hmm. And she claims that not only is she Mother God, Divine Mother, Mother Earth, etc., 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 she now also claims to be Pele, mm-hmm. who is the Hawaiian goddess of 
fire and volcanoes. And when I tell you the Hawaiian natives rightfully lost their fucking shit, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they lost their fucking shit. They literally got all of love has won to be like exported. Really? Yes. They were taken out of Hawaii. And someone was even like, bye, Amy, you're a bad mom. And I was like, snaps for this guy. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I... I cannot imagine living somewhere like a a small island that not only is so oversaturated with tourists all year fucking long, just trying to take like a picture of your day to day life to be like, "Mm, I'm cultured. To then have someone come and do that and be like, actually, you know, that really respectable goddess in your culture and your spirituality. I'm her. Mm -hmm. Where's my fucking chicken parm? Yeah. Like, oh, you called. I'm here. Yes. No, I'd be so pissed. Anyway, so that happened. And then they had to go back, which, of course, is another leg of this journey for Mother Earth, God, who's dying. Mm. Right. So eventually they get back. I believe they go back to Colorado, not Oregon. They kind of travel back and forth between these for a little bit. But Amy Carlson claimed that she was God until her body started shutting down from liver failure which, by the way, is incredibly frequent in those that are dying of anorexia and alcoholism. So the two of those combined makes complete sense to me. That poor woman's body. And I, I looked up a photo of her. She was beautiful when she what I mean, was seemingly healthy. I don't know right. that she's been healthy mentally her whole life. But she looked like somebody I would expect to give surfing lessons. Mm hmm. And just, you know, a little granola crunchy, rides her bike everywhere, right. you know, smokes her weed, has her crystals in her bag, and for a day. Free spirit y, yeah. free bird, but that it would end there, kind of. Right. And nope, at the end of it, she literally looked like a skeleton in a wheelchair with a head that was far too big for her body because that also tends to happen to people who have severe anorexia is you lose so much of your body weight and toning and muscle that it's literally a skeleton with a skull. And her head was entirely fucking blue from the silver. So one... Which which is haunting in and of itself that you could, could... She really was putting her money where her mouth was. She was doing the same thing she was encouraging other people to do. Oh, yeah. Was it good for anyone? Absolutely not. But But she was doing it. Yeah, but to her detriment... So one video she put out, put it this way. I don't know if this will go out or not, but angels guided me, of course. The amount of pain I'm experiencing is beyond human. I'm working with the galactics every moment. Robin's here. Of course, he's concerned because I've reached over 800 levels of pain. And you can't comprehend that in human terms. And I apologize for breaking down. And that was just talking about the pain of her body breaking down. And now I don't know um, what 800 levels of pain is, but much like Robin, I too would be concerned if someone was going through that. Mm. I also can imagine that it probably hurts pretty fucking bad when your body is eating itself, also being poisoned with metals, and also you're drinking eight to 10 vodka waters a day. And not even vodka fucking sodas, like flat tap water. (laughs) Oh. In April of 2021, Mother God died. 
Or ascended? I, I guess. Uh, she whispered in the ear of one of the members, I'm ascending, and said she had never felt joy like that in her entire life. One last quote from my roommate. Not even when your kids were born. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was a sad day for the entire cult. Uh, despite prepping for ascension, seeing Amy deteriorate through the inability to walk, to losing cognitive and verbal function, to crying and screaming in a bathtub, takes a toll. She wasn't IEA'd. Because they wouldn't take her to a hospital because she refused to go to a quote unquote 3D hospital because those of us that weren't enlightened were living in the 3D. But everybody who was enlightened was living in the 5D. Okay. I don't know where four comes in. Maybe that's like an intermediate course. But like she was in the 5D and our hospitals are in the 3D. Okay. I think 4D is when you're wearing the glasses and then they also oh. have like the smell. Oh, yeah. So it's like, like 3D plus one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I think you have to go to a theater for that. Okay. So maybe that's what the problem is. Maybe there's limited availability for 4D experiences. But we, essentially. We the code. I'm so proud of us. Do you think we're God? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, of course, this takes a toll on members. And at some point, I think Amy did want to go to a hospital. But according to her, the Galactics and Robin said no. And fuck you, Robin Williams did not say no to you getting medical help, okay? <laughs> I don't this, know. This woman needed treatment. Yes. This woman did not need a following and a fucking camera in front of her. And regardless of whatever your mental delusions are or your mental illnesses and whatever your diagnoses are, if you're spending days and days at someone's feet, worshiping, listening to every word they have to say, clinging on to every sentiment as though it is not only fact, but divinely inspired and coming from a creator of the universe, it's going to fucking tear you apart to watch them die. And not only watch them die, but truly watch them deteriorate essentially into thin air. Yeah. And none of them, of course, wanted to believe that she had died. So, um, and this is where it gets incredibly criminal. Uh, they just kept her body. I'm sorry, what? Um, because they weren't, you know, they weren't really sure, like, if the Galactics were going to come pick her up there. Or if they needed to go somewhere else. Or, like, if they would come pick her up. Because I don't know if she was exactly 104 pounds. And, like, would that mean she wouldn't fit on the Galactic cloud ship so they hung out for a while so did they get charged with like desecration of a corpse yeah well wait because um the thing is she wasn't dead she resurrected okay i'm sorry by resurrected i mean the rigor mortis that happens between 48 and 72 hours after you die wore off and so she became flexible again so they thought that she was resurrecting so they then extra didn't do anything. They then tried to move her back, I believe, to Oregon because so they must be in Colorado. I believe they tried to move her back to Oregon because they thought maybe the Galactics were going to go there. And they fucking <gasps> they weakened at Bernie's this. Mm. They did. They put a hat and sunglasses on her and on the drive back, they got pulled over by a fucking cop. No. And he flashed the flashlight in there and it just looked like she was asleep. So he let them go. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then while they were there, like three of them snuck 
her out again and they were like no we're going back to colorado and they wrapped her in a fucking sleeping bag and christmas lights that's in a movie yeah on the on the roof of the car yeah was it like grandma something what oh someone's gonna tell us but i uh, but now that's it that's mother god now so maybe that was uh no Maybe that was an oracle of a movie. And then that makes you wonder how badly they struggled to come to yeah. terms with reality because mm-hmm. she is dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then they start to come back to Colorado, right? And Archangel Michael, he's still in Colorado. He's like keeping things going there, right? Which is, he's he's the money guy. Right. And so he had pulled out over $250,000 Okay, around now. And they started coming back. And then they got there and he saw them and he freaked the fuck out because that's a dead fucking body. Yeah. And he called the police. Now, the cult members, and I will say this, they do say that he did that only to avoid any question about why it was at his house. To be like, ah, I freaked out. They were here with a dead body and it's my house and this is why I'm not involved. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that was part of it. Mm-hmm. But like... I'd freak the fuck out if you were traveling across state lines with a dead body, too. Especially if you're coming to my house. So. Yeah, I hope not to put myself in a position where that is possible. You know, like a Tuesday. Yeah. For me. Yeah. But. What's devastating to me is how many of these members really wanted to do something good. They wanted to share this peace, love, happiness, woo-woo, hippy-dippy shit with everyone. And I get it. Like, truly... I talk about my unicorns shitting rainbow world all the time because that is such a nice place to live mm-hmm. in my head mm-hmm. where other real flawed people aren't. Mm-hmm. But it's just sad. And two of Amy's most devoted followers, Hope and Aurora or Faith and Aurora, again, honestly, the fake names and real names are incredibly difficult to keep track for me, still do a live stream to spread her mission. Wow. They are so devoted going on three years now yeah according to the autopsy amy carlson died from organ failure from the alcoholism anorexia and colloidal silver poisoning surprising nobody was she still using like pain medication that i'm not sure of it sounds like if she was it wasn't an overdose or something that caused this Mm. organ failure okay um but i can't i can't really speak to that i don't know the cult members were, in fact, charged with quite a few things. Mm-hmm. Desecration of a corpse. And, of course, carrying that corpse over state lines is a pretty big deal. That makes it federal. But they were all um, actually dropped. Oh. Yeah. See, the thing is, the prosecutor said that he couldn't approve child abuse, even though I guess there was a child in the car with them over the state lines at some point. Oh, come on. I, again, I feel like that is a very blurry detail, mm-hmm. and I don't know whose child it would be. Mm. I yeah. know it's not Amy's, but this prosecutor said regardless, he couldn't prove child abuse. Mm. Further, the prosecutor said that he was worried that in this specific case, the abuse of Amy's corpse was legal, likely because everybody was fucking losing it. And how do you prove intent when everyone's fucking losing it? And I say that with all of the respect and love. I don't know how you do that. So they all got dropped. I mean, 
I I understand dropping criminal charges because because of that intent and right. because it does not seem like any one of them had like malice. Right. At the same time, though, ensuring that they are connected, like court right. ordered mental health, mental help. health help or something just to get them connected with resources, because if they really believe that their leader right. and whatever that word means to them is dead and that they were trying so hard to hold on to that that they quite literally could not handle right that she was not there and thought that her body decaying was uh, a resurrection right these people need help you know yes. are, are they criminals no are they people who are in need of help? Absolutely. Yes. Are they deserving of help? Absolutely. And so it, that's uh, we're big advocates of mental health help here at this table. Absolutely. But and the, how how awful is that? It's so devastating. And I think what gets me is how many of them are really still connected to this mission years later. Years later, and some yes, some left, but a lot of them stayed. I believe that Father God of all creation and Father God of the multiverse are still like friends and probably sing Kumbaya with their acoustic guitars before they smash bricks, question mark. So all creation was Andrew? Jason. Jason, okay. Jason was like... I thought he was the multiverse. No, Jason was the big guy. I think Johnny was the multiverse. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of J names. Okay. And we didn't talk a ton about Johnny because... He was Father God three or four out of like four or five. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, so I did just want to note her children are with other family members. So while they are not placed in their home with their mother, who's no longer here, they are with other family members. So they seem to be doing well. I'm not going to follow up too much. Yeah, let them have their lives outside of this. They deserve to live outside of whatever fucking chaos this is. Mm. Um, but I do just want to make sure it's known they're doing okay. Also, we have so many resources for you all mental health wise. I will link a few eating disorder resources in my sources page when you go and click below because honestly, they probably wouldn't fit within our character limit in the description yeah. box. But if that feels like a lot of work, you can also go to our Instagram, which will be linked below in the link tree and see our little highlight tab and we'll put whatever we can in there. Yes, and we have substance use and mental health in there as well. We'll be adding some um, disordered eating ones as well so that, you know, um, those are there for you guys and any uh, friends or family or anybody that you think might benefit. Again, we don't see them when you click or interact with them. So if that's something that you're concerned about, please don't be. They're not there for us. They are there for you. So take them, send them to somebody that you feel like could benefit. um, Save them for a rainy day. I don't know. Just as a reminder from one local caring armchair psychologist to another, anorexia nervosa is not the only eating disorder. It is one of the most deadly mental illnesses someone can have. It has such a high fatality rate solely because of that overlap in mental illness and physical symptomology. You are depriving your body of any nourishment. But Eating disorders come in all shapes and sizes. There are people that eat 
too much in a binge eating disorder. There are people that eat things that aren't food, like hair. There are people that have sort of food resistance and ARFID, and I think that's avoidant restrictive food intake. And then there's also the biggest category of eating disorders, which is OSFED, or it used to be called EDNOS. Essentially, it's other specified food and eating disorder, the catch-all. Because most people are not going to fit into a tight little box that says you only do this disordered behavior when it comes to an overarching topic of food. So look out for yourself. Look out for others. Stay alive. You guys get the help you need. Just because it's not physical doesn't mean it won't be. We what we want for our ATFTC family more than anything is to just be happy and healthy. Yeah, that's I mean, if you've got that. You know, or you're, or you're making, you're striving toward that and and doing what you can and taking baby steps, then amazing. What else can you do, right? Right. What more can you ask for? And we love you here, and the ATFTC fam would not be the same without you. So do not play with us like that. You're here now, and we love you, and you're staying. Okay. Yeah. Or we'll flick your nose if you're being naughty and spritz a little water at you like a cat and say, (laughs) "Stop that." Can you tell we're cat moms? Go to therapy, please. <laughs> yes, and we have resources for all that stuff, too. So nice try. Also, my therapist says, hey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She did not consent to that. But <laughs> <laughs> I won't say your name. <laughs> but thank you guys for listening. I hope that this was a little less gut-wrenching than last week's while still maintaining it very real and sad level of dysfunction um you know i hope that we all get to say hey to robin williams one day and tell him that we know that he was not a part of this and i hope that in wherever the afterlife has taken amy carlson she does get the help that she needs so on that note If you wanted to see the people, the places, the things that we're talking about, that resource highlight reel, that memes highlight reel, that safety highlight reel, you can go to our Instagram at about time for true crime pod with periods in between every word. So that is (gasps) A-B-O-U-T period, T-I-M-E period, F-O-R period, T-R-U-E period, C-R-I-M-E period, P-O-D because podcast was too long. But if that was too long for you or you're like, Abby, where the fuck is your enunciation you can just go down below because it's always linked there that it is what also is linked there is our email address so that is for anything that is more than the character count that instagram would allow you to send in a dm or you want to send some of your pod pets which we love so please send your pod pets if you have pets and you listen to the pod then they are now honorary pod pets we appreciate that we share the pod pets if you allow us to do so and uh, if you wanted to email us, you would do so at about time, the number four, TC at gmail.com, A-B-O-U-T-T-I-M-E, numeric four, TC at gmail.com. Uh, we love you. We love hanging out with you. Hells we yeah. hope that uh, you had fun hanging out with us too. Please continue to uh, rate, review, tell a friend, listen, download, hang out, and... Uh, We'll see you next time. Stay safe. If I do look at my watch, that was about time for true crime. Bye. Bye, Bye, Earthlings.